What's going on, horror fans? This is the Horror 607 Podcast, and we are coming to you, as we do each and every week, from the 8122 Production Studios, and it is the start of August. We are out of July. No more George Romero July, but we're going to talk about it anyway this week because we weren't here last week to do this. So we got a big show coming up this week because uh, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. Uh, we got a we got a special rant coming up for you to start the second uh, part of the show this week. Uh We'll get to that. We will get to that. But first, I got to introduce the uh, the old panel here, the old cast, the old cast of characters as we uh, have with us each and every week. So first of all, he is, and I say this from the bottom of my heart. I mean this very, very sincerely. He is the president of the Bill Goldberg fan club. He's rich. That's right. All day. Who's next? Sparklers. All that happy jazz. I don't know. You picked the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Austin, ripoff. Yeah. That's it. Goldberg, I haven't heard of in ages. Yeah? You haven't heard of Goldberg in ages? From him. We, why do you always step on everybody's intro? Sorry. Yeah, you, you, we haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> we haven't introduced you yet, but you do hear him. That's not a record. Yeah. Yes, that sound can mean one thing and one thing only. Back in the studio this week, he is clearly... Clearly, without a doubt, the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. He is the professor. Good morning. Hello. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well be once we get done I, with this. I feel this like a hundred dollars. This has been the longest show already, and we just started. So, uh, so thanks, thanks for that. We appreciate you being back. Sorry, sorry, Rich. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I just wanted, to, I just wanted to make fun of you and to give me a reason, Sin- a new sincerely. reason to boo this man. Yeah, he's Tinklefist. <laughs> <laughs> professor Tinklefist. Professor Sherman Tinklefist. But also with us in the studio this week, that's right, we, we dug him up too and brought him back. He is uh, another one of the members of the Lone Rangers, and he's a good friend of the show. He is the maestro. And, and you dug me up? Yeah. <laughs> what, am I, what am I, dead? Yeah, we found well, you. Just I, like, I guess that's what he's implying. We keep ending up in the ground. <laughs> kind of rotting away in the back. <laughs> just, yeah. No, not really. You just fall in a lot of I holes. I don't know how you got there. <laughs> you forgot one very key, important piece. Joining us very specially today yes. is the real MVP of Horror Zone 607. And a very, very lovely person. That's right. And that, of course, is the professor's mom. Hello. <laughs> We're so glad to have you here this week, professor's mom. Uh, Thanks for being here. It's uh, it's great. Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be out in the uh, out in the hallway waiting. She's not allowed in the studio. But uh, well, she, 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 rides, she gets a little frisky. She likes to rub her butt across the carpet. Well, she does. She drags her butt. <laughs> she drags her butt across the carpet, and uh, she gets a little frisky. Oh, you know, right. you don't know who she's going to be all over. So. <laughs> Look at the professor's face. It's epic first thing in the morning. <laughs> I'm dying. Yes, here we are again together. My phone is on one percent battery, and so am I. Yeah, that's because you were up all night. Uh, he wasn't sure if he was gonna if he was gonna be able to make it. Things things no. might have went well. I was waiting for I was waiting for the seven a.m. text. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I don't uh, know if I'm gonna be able to make it. Well, uh, actually, things it, went well last night. When, when, translating over, it would have to be like a five a.m. text. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> still, I'm, I'm up already, but I, I don't know when I'm gonna be getting around. <laughs> yeah. I'm up right now, so I'll message you now. Yeah. Yeah. But with that being said, we do have a very busy show since we took a week off, and we'll explain that more, as you pointed out, in the second portion of the show. 
But so, Mike C., do you want to drop us in with some awesome horror news? I would love to talk about some horror news this week. And uh, what bigger story to start with than Exorcist news? Which I don't even like saying the word. As you all know, I hate saying the word. I hate thinking about it even more because I'm pretty sure Linda Blair hovers over my bed at night. But I digress. We'll let that go for now. Uh, And I did have a nice conversation on Twitter, by the way, with people. uh, Craig uh, Engler from uh, Shudder. Asked people, you know, what's the most disturbing movie you've ever seen or whatever, twisted movie, whatever. And I responded with, you know, it's a safe answer, but The Exorcist, because it scares me. It's the only movie, blah, 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 blah. And uh, one of the things is people got responding to me. One of the things I mentioned is how we had an exorcist at (laughs) the convention, the the sci-fi horror fest. And uh, how, you know, I kind of ran away from the guy the whole weekend. And uh, so that that got some some responses. One lady's like, why is an exorcist at a convention? So... But yeah, be that as it may, uh, there is a lot of news about The Exorcist, the new Exorcist film. Uh, The first thing that we're going to talk about is there were rumors that David Gordon Green from Halloween 2018 was going to be directing this film as well. That has now been confirmed. David Gordon Green will be directing the new Exorcist film. Um, He has also stated and confirmed that this is going to be a sequel to the original. It will not necessarily be retconning all of the other sequels, though. So, so let's start with that. Keep John Borman's Exorcist Two: The Heretic. Thank I hope God. that there's going to be a lot of heretics in it. Uh, a lot of heretic references. Yeah, I hope. Just, uh, they're all going to dress as giant locusts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think James Earl Jones is probably up for it. Coming out of retirement. Yeah, just, so. just to put on that costume. Um, so the next uh, big piece of news that kind of came from all of this, uh, and this stuff is still kind of breaking right now. We're getting more and more news by the day, it seems. But um, it's now actually going to be part of a new three-film deal with Peacock. The Peacock's involved. Well, there's always a Peacock involved. Yeah. 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 Uh, NBC Universal is paying a rumored 400 plus, uh, possibly up to $465 million. Million. Billion. Dollars. Billion. Uh, in the deal to acquire this trilogy. So, um, you know, let's let's talk about that for a minute. What do we think of, of a trilogy? I'm going to be upset if they don't call it. The Exorcist, The Exorcist Kills, and The Exorcist Ends. <laughs> I hope that, well, the first one's got to be called Exorcist 2023 or whatever year it's going to be coming out. So maybe Exorcist 2018. Yeah. doesn't even matter what year it comes out. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Exorcist 2018. It seems like a good big budget for a uh, three films. Yeah. I mean, yeah, geez. Over $400 million. That's, you know, well over $100 million a film. I hope that that's what mm-hmm. they spend on just the first one alone. I, I mean, then that would mean they would have no money for the other two. So that's fine. That if would not David be Gordon good. Green's directing it. I'm okay with that because it's going to be a train wreck. I, I love uh, how I love how you're the only one that's on that. <laughs> <laughs> we we make we make jokes on Patreon about how how uh, the the maestro is the only one on an island sometimes. But damn, you just island yourself hard. Yeah. By the way, just once again reiterate how many times you've actually watched Halloween 2018. More than all three of you combined. I've only seen so, it twice. And everybody at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah and everybody and I love at home. It. Every one I of our listeners it. and everybody in this room combined hasn't seen he's that movie as many times as I have. I was going to say, he's literally over 50 times. Oh, yeah. For somebody who hates a movie, you watch that awful Every time lot. it was on he HBO, I watched it. I know. I kept praying it. that I'd find something that would make Dude, me like it. I rewatched no. it recently and was like, man, it was more delightful than I remembered before. So terrible. But moving on, because to the you guys, exorcist. I hate all of you More all. delightful. You made it sound like you were just eating like a, a wonderful bowl of cereal. I, I was Man, actually eating a sorbet. These are more delightful than The freshest cereal. So I, I was actually eating a sorbet while watching it. Excellent. So, do you think, so do you think this Exorcist trilogy is going to kind of go like down the William Peter Blatty, like um, Legion route, like with 
What do you think? What's this going to be? What is this? I, I don't know if we have enough information to go. We on don't have yet, but like, I'm just curious. <laughs> where, speculation. Why yes. are there three movies? Yeah. You know, I, I don't understand. I, you know, I, I was talking to uh, Mike C and another friend of ours the other day, and I was asking about this, whether we prefer a remake or a belated continuation. And honestly, as much as I like the Halloween stuff, I feel like if we're just continuing this story endlessly, like how, what more can they mine from the exorcist? Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I have no faith in it. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I'm not saying that they can't pull it off. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know if we need this. I've yet to watch it because again, just the name exorcist scares me, but I heard that the television show was outstanding and that it actually falls as part of like a sequel to the original movie. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with that, but um, this is definitely going to be a sequel because uh, we got some casting news to go along with this. So, uh, first of all, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who's really making a name, you know, lately, is is going to be starring in this movie. But uh, Ellen Burstyn is going to be in this movie, starring as Chris McNeil. Well, that's cool. So, it's definitely going to be a sequel. Well, uh, I mean, see, here's the thing. I think going back to speculation, I don't want to speculate what the movie's about, but let's be honest. He has a formula that he, he, he that he adheres to and sticks to very well. And that formula is re, do, do a, a remake sequel where you cancel out some of the stuff in the past and then do it in three films. So I feel like it's just like his MO. We've heard this before. Yeah. So like, like I, and once again, we'll see where the story goes. Unlike Mike, the rest of us are, are well, on bated breath to see where Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends goes. So like, if you look into that, maybe this might be good as well. You do realize that he's also involved with Hellraiser, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah you right. know? I forgot about that too. Hellraiser Jeez. kills and Hellraiser ends should be coming soon. So. I forgot about that part. But yeah, as still. long as he doesn't necessarily negate Hellraiser Revelations, I mean that's. <laughs> I think he's that involved be, with the series because be there's blasphemous. a movie. Yeah, there's a movie coming <laughs> and a series. I think that he's involved with the series. I, 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 do I can't believe, keep track of it. I do, but yeah, there's so much confusion. It's like the Chucky stuff. Yeah, it's maybe you should series, get involved. Movie. You know what? One thing that I, maybe I'd get on board with with him doing is maybe getting involved in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because well, at this point, in juncture, it is yeah. a film that's been shot. And yeah, we may may or we may, may, or may not ever see it. Yeah, that's okay. That's going down. Next generation territory, right there, right now. But um, we we know that I <laughs> we were talking about this before we went on the air. But Linda Blair uh, came out and said that well, nobody's contacted me about being in this. So. Once again, it's because she's notoriously difficult from what we've been reported on. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it at the PC one. If you yeah. want the non PC one, patreoncom slash eight one two two productions for as little as one dollar a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, and you can hear our real thoughts and opinions. He's the Mick Foley of podcasting. Hey, listen, I, I'm giving them the option to find out what we said that may or may not have been. He just saved this time later too. We don't really even have to do plugs this exactly. week. Exactly, that's so. why I told you. Beautiful. I forgot. Beautiful. I forgot what uh, there was some sort of documentary she was on i think it was about child actors or it might have been in search of darkness one of the in search of i think she was in one of those she yeah. was in the first, first one. one i think yeah. yeah the second one was just a and bunch it, of weird and movies like you i liked it so she she talks about you know being a child actress and like how you know tough hollywood was on her so she didn't have a good end to her professional relationship in hollywood oh i'm sure i'm sure there's okay so i'm sure there's two different levels for her like to explain like her notorious difficultness around hollywood yeah there's two levels first of all she opened her career with one of the biggest movies of all time yeah like arguably you know when you look at people's lists of horror movies it's arguably the greatest horror movie but it's also one of the greatest movies made of all time and a super controversial one can can we agree on that right yeah yeah so then you open your career with that there is nowhere to go from there 
Like, think about it. You, you, You can't get higher. Most people don't ever see to like mainstream movies, so she never attained that again. But that also does give you an air of, of confidence. And then, like you said, being a little mistreated or feeling a little mistreated is going to lead into that as well. So you have like, hey, listen, I was in this great movie that there's only a few other movies in like the air with that. And then on top of that, like feeling like people treated you like shit, like I, I, I'd be difficult too. But she uh, revisited the role, even though she hates. Everything oh, what, repossessed? About repossessed. Yeah. Anybody, uh, I remember uh, uh, spending re- the night at a friend's re- house re- when I was little and they played should, that and I couldn't should, watch it. We should watch that, that for, would be a for, good, for a movie night. That, that would be yeah. a good one. I, I just, as a kid, I tried to watch. I was too afraid of the movie The Exorcist still to watch Dude, that. You, that's how I. Fine. That's how I actually buffered myself to get ready for The Exorcist because I was, <laughs> was repossessed. I was much like you. I was very scared of The Exorcist. My parents had a copy of the of the book. Um, <laughs> My mom did too. I couldn't even the, see that. The cover was terrifying. Yes. So I actually threw the cover of the book away. <laughs> Um, because it was the what hard day. It was the hardcover first edition. I was like, yeah, that, yeah, yep. That's and that's worth money. Yeah, I know. I know. No, and it's killing me to this day. Um, but my parents were like, yeah, if it scares you, go ahead. <laughs> so yes, I threw out. I threw out the hardcover first edition book cover bam, of The bam, Exorcist bam, bam, bam. by William Peter Blatty. And ladies and gentlemen, that'll be the end of Horror Zone Success. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, you will not hear from the professor. Chances are he'll be fine just on vacation. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> I, you know, I want to. I do want to ask you about this because. It, so you're telling us that like repossessed was like it was the gateway. Your, your gateway exorcist <laughs> yeah because i wanted to see it i was fascinated i was scared and but i wanted to see it and uh so like i watched repossessed i was like oh this isn't so bad <laughs> i can't i can't i can't handle max von Sydow. i'm gonna i'm gonna go, I'm gonna go leslie nielsen, nielsen. <laughs> yeah so now, for the record james woods played that role really well too in scary movie too oh god yeah uh, yes that, first that i must bless fun. this house uh, I, I, I want to go back for a second to the book. <laughs> oh boy! Do your parents know how much that book is worth now? No. Does anybody? I have one percent battery on my phone. I, I'm going to find check. out. I, I found. I, I actually stumbled upon a copy. Start calling you the one. Also without the dust jacket. Also without the dust jacket that was going for 150. dollars Oh, all right. So without basically, what you took from jacket. them is yes. what could have bought them like but a mansion. It was. But. For some reason, it was gifted to my parents. They were living in Texas, and a couple that they hung out with gave them the book, and they wrote on the inside. No wonder your mom is always spending the night at my house. Like she just, yeah. you ruined her life. And you, just, way, and you, you keep giving her ready copies of The Exorcist, which okay, is weird. What, yeah. what is this? Later on, we find out the people who wrote inside the book were the people who wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> it was who were their Peter? friends? The Blatties. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Is the original copy of the book? I just very hope first. the new trilogy has ninth configuration as the middle chapter. <laughs> okay, yes. ready for this? The book with dust cover, with original dust cover, and mind you, this one is in poor fucking shape. Is selling for four hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety five cents. Oh god yeah. damn it! That's still a lot of money. That's pretty. There's good. there's one that has the uh, not first edition, second edition, not the same nice uh, cover. Uh, two hundred and forty nine dollars. That cover, second edition. But look at that cover; it's terrifying. It is terrifying. I'm it not is? saying it's not, dude. You can get one that's ripped to shreds for fifty. By the way, the book is only worth about fifty bucks if it doesn't have the cover. Oh, so somebody was hosing somebody else with what I saw. Somebody, yeah, somebody yeah. got hosed because see, like an Exorcist without cover, fifty bucks. Uh, yeah. That's probably the copy that your parents have now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to try to get rid of it. So, do they know that they're out four hundred bucks on the value? 
<laughs> no, you know they were going to use that to pay for the pool that they have. You know, so four hundred bucks for. Except a pool. they got to roll in a jelly club. So well, okay, jelly of the month. I think you can tell by all of us we are actually excited for the series, and because uh, especially I, me, I, I we're all fans except for except for Mike, who is terrified. Of it, but I can't. We're wait all fans for this. of the Exorcist. I can't wait. The, we're making the, the Maestro particularly is a fan of Legion. I could probably watch it now, like yes. the new one, because yeah. like the stuff that's come out since isn't as terrifying as the original. The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a really good movie, is scary as hell, but I got through that with no problem. You know, it's Well, once again, I can confirm that he would not be in the same room as a real-life exorcist yes. during a convention. I didn't want anything rubbing off like on me. As soon as he walked in the me. room, he would leave. Like, and he, yeah. would, he wasn't even near us. This guy was all smiles and very friendly looking. Very nice and I went guy. The he's, a he's a nice guy. Yeah, I, I went I the other the... way because <laughs> God knows what he's got attached to him. I got, I, got, I got to meet him. He was very nice. Yeah, it explains a lot, actually. It's probably it where your COVID aggression towards me sometimes. It's It's a demon. It's a demon that attached itself to you. Pazuzu. Paz- yeah. Hey, if I was possessed by Pazuzu, good shit would be happening for us. Right <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping it goes like the world domination route, like Pazuzu actually starts, you know, influencing things worldwide. Yeah. That'd be so, cool. so you hope that they do Mother of Tears to the Exorcist? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I'm so, I, I yes, I'm with you. Everybody's going to start dressing like goths. Yes. Yeah. I think this could be a good thing. Asia Argento is going to be in it. Okay, uh, you asked. Uh, you guys asked about Halloween Kills. Well, we didn't ask about it. We talked about it. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into that anyway. So I have a uh, question. Yeah. Halloween Kills. Yes. Uh, per, uh, Maestro. Halloween Kills. Yes. Yes. Okay. That that was my question. That was your question. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. So uh, Malika Cod did an interview with Total Film Magazine, which I am not familiar what is with. That? Uh, but he did a uh, an interview with Total Film Magazine and stated that Halloween Ends is going to be way more contained than Halloween Kills. So we've pretty much come to the conclusion that Halloween Kills is just going to be this big, giant, just mass killing on the streets. <laughs> it's going to be chaos. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah. It, it's going to be like the world today. Yeah. Halloween Ends, he's saying it's going to be contained. It's going to bring it back down. It's going to take it down a notch. Yeah. It's going to be a remake of Halloween 2. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be better than Halloween 2018. Who knows? Well, I, I look at it like this. You have to go... So they're going for like the heightened and then crescendo. That's what I'm assuming. Because yeah. with this movie, we already knew what they were kind of going for, which I was, I have been intrigued. I, I hate the fact that they showed a lot in the trailer, by the way. Yeah. Can okay. we go? I'm not going to get into that again because I've already bitched about it enough. But I will say we were promised, and it looks like we're getting it from what we saw in too much in the trailer, that there is going to be like this hysteria level, like how social Mob media scene. plays into mobs and hysteria. So like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that storyline. So where you go from there is like obviously into the conclusion. So I would think if you're doing that and mixing it up and we hear that there's a lot of deaths in this movie and a lot of fucking violence, I feel like you, you can't top that. You're probably just going to go back down to, to close out, which is fine. I like, I like that peak and then go into the, to the finale as long as it's done right. Yeah, I mean, like how many, like the whole town gets involved. Like it's, yeah. I'm just interested to see what the third one's going to be. Like how many people actually die in the second one. Yeah. And like, what is the situation? Well, they from the trailer, out? it looks like everybody that's coming back from like the original it, movie is going to. And the, well, you have to close that. You the have to close town. the book on them. Come yeah. on. So you can't I have disagree. any open ends. See, like, like, like you on like this like wonderful like power team up survival thing. I don't know what you what you're going for. I don't even know. It doesn't have <laughs> to be that. Just let's, let's, let's cross paths with these people, see what they've been up to, and let them move on. 
You know, they don't need to get killed off. Then why bring them back? I don't give a fuck if you bring them back. It's nostalgia. A, it's a, a slasher. Everybody's film. all about nostalgia. Who cares? Yeah, nostalgia to see them die. Ugh. Like, like <laughs> it's a fucking slasher film, man. It's not. It's not like we're gonna go off and have like tea and crumpets. Well, they yeah. should. It's gonna be the Avengers of horror. Well, I, you know, you know, it should be. I think yeah. the, Tommy the, Doyle, the, the, the friend. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think the Friends reunion would have been better if they all died at the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ready, yeah. ready, but, but well, no. Here's the difference. Friends is a comedy and a drama in a slasher film. No. You, here, let's bring back. Let's bring back characters so they can just f off. Like, like they're, I think they're so. just like, like, hey, I'm here. Hello. Oh, then, you remember so, me? It's so, Tommy Doyle. So, so you know what? Exactly. You know what you should well, do? See you later. The guy, yeah, the guy should come. Literally, that's what they should do. They should do like the, uh, like you know how they, they do used to do on game shows back in the day. He should come out and be like, my, my yep, I'm Tommy Doyle. How's everybody doing? Look at me. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And then leave off. And then, Next to stage left. And then, Tommy and then, Doyle, everybody. You know, I'd be fine with that. And then, I'd be fine well, with that. You just do a whole scene in the movie where they just say hi, you know, or for Mike because Mike was like, I want to find out what they're up to. Like, well, I've went on to be a gynecologist. <laughs> I've studied. I, I, I've taken it. Like Mike, like still I don't scarred by that level. one night many years ago. Like, like I used to look like Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, I used to look like Paul yeah, Rudd. Look and, like, uh, I've looked like a couple different people over time. I, I kind of looked like Brian Andrews for for a little while. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just I just want to throw it out there. Like that's that's kind of like where you're going. With it. It's like a, it's a horror movie. Like if you bring characters back and they don't die. Well, then that with that mentality, then Jamie Lee Curtis should have been killed off in the first one. I agree. Well, and then there should just be some it, other character, some some schmo now, walking around for Halloween. Now you got, now you got Maestro. Halloween kills. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But that would that would have you passed uh, the torch out of the granddaughter. Yeah, that's yeah. that's actually no, what I thought. She gets killed off too. She gets killed too. Everybody dies. Well, not everybody has to die. You <laughs> have to have the survivor yeah. girl. But these are secondary characters. They're secondary characters. No. They're not like fictional the, characters. Oh, oh, oh! You <laughs> want that? Too. You got that too. Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. <laughs> Fictional characters. We got everything in there. <laughs> but, 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 He's got but, it all. But Mike would fictional like to. But Mike would like to like find out what they've been up to. You know what they've been up to? They were they were actors. Some of them stayed acting, and some of them left the acting field. Yeah. There you but no, go. I mean, let's. If, if why does it always have to be all about Laurie Strode? You know, these other people were affected too. They were little kids when the boogeyman was after them. She's the. Let's star? find out what they were after. Maybe she's they could the be the star. star. <laughs> maybe maybe then Tommy Doyle should be the star. The, the, write that movie. Anthony Michael write Hall. That movie. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Michael Hall's Tommy Doyle in this one. Yes. Right? Yeah. I like Anthony Michael Hall. I do too. But I'm just I just <laughs> want to anyways. Maybe he'll live. Yeah. Maybe he'll be the killer. I don't know. That would be better. Yes. He turns out he's Michael Myers. So you would be okay with it. he's like, okay, so no. then I became a sycophant and I became be better a than him getting killed off in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? He's getting. He's not getting killed off in the first. I'm five predicting minutes. it right now. The, he's gonna be dead five, in the first, in the first five, five minutes. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Time out. I'm going to kill him. Halloween kills. We're taking Tommy up. Doyle. I just want to point this out. We already know what happens in the first five minutes because they gave it away in the fucking trailer. They <laughs> like that's you. why it's made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's where he kills off all of those. Uh, the that's firemen. right. It takes a Unless Anthony Michael Hall is one of those firemen, which I doubt. Therefore, well, that's what he's been up to. That actually fulfills this requirement for book closed. Volunteer fireman. Tommy Doyle. If that happens, the book is closed. If that happens, I'm going to mark out and I'm going to look at Mike C, who's going to be angrily sitting in the theater for the next hour and 25 minutes. Are you kidding me? I'd be the one going, yeah! No, no, on top of his jacket. By the way, he doesn't ever introduce himself and say what he was doing. It just says Doyle. (laughs) T. Doyle. T. Doyle. And that's fine, because at least we would know what he was up to. <laughs> Full circle. Well, that's what he's been up to. That. Full circle. Let's move on because I don't think we're topping that. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh we might God. as well move on because Vol- that's the volunteer fire. <laughs> Tommy Doyle. T Doyle. <laughs> All right. So we previously talked about the upcoming Army of Army of the Dead prequel called Army of Thieves. Uh, Zack Snyder's teased more safes, less zombies, which leads us to believe the new film will not have any zombies included in it. And therefore, there's not a horror fr- film. Moving For- on. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So, but what it does lead into is Zack Snyder also said he's planning a sequel to Army of the Dead. Uh, he's going to take the movie out of Las Vegas, and it may be a while before we see it. And that's because he wants more money. He finally found somebody to pony up and pay for his universe. Netflix will let me do anything. Good job, Zack Snyder. There you go. More monies. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I watched uh, Army of the Dead. I, it was okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love it, but it was okay. There were some cool things. Yeah. There was. Uh, I like concepts. the king. I like the king zombie. I like the mm. uh, queen when mm-hmm. they find. I, I don't want to spoil anything. But, right. 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 Um, the whole situation with what they find with the queen is cool. There's some cool things, but it there's some really stupid shit that happens in that. And movie. I love Dave Batista, so that should tell you yeah. something. I should love this movie a lot more. But I like was, the safe cracker, the guy who played the safe cracker. Which we're getting his yeah. which is back what Army of Thieves is going to be. And about. he's the yeah. director of that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's directing himself. But yeah, I, I like I said, uh, I'm, I, this doesn't really affect me at all. The, the new one, but the next one, maybe it'll be more zombies. Maybe they'll take a deeper dive into the zombies, and then yeah. I, I might be into that a little more. Yeah, uh, Jordan Peele's third movie. We, we now know what the name of the movie is going to be. It's not, wait a minute. It's not going to just be third movie? It's not called Jordan Peele's third movie. It was oh, originally damn. supposed to be called Jordan Peele's third movie. but Damn. But it is not going to be called that. It is going to be called... Nope. 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 That's it. Nope. Nope. Yo, the best part about that is like your friend's going to come up to you that doesn't know and be like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm watching a movie. What movie? Nope. What, what oh. movie? Nope. Why won't you tell me the name of the damn movie? Like where's the car, dude? Yeah, you don't, you don't have to, dude, where's my car? All around. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It is. That joke brought to you by the 1930s. <laughs> hey, hello, my darling. Hello, my... Oh. <laughs> uh, we got a release date, at least uh, tentatively scheduled right now. Uh, it's currently scheduled for uh, July 22nd of 2022. So we're a little under a year away from... Nope. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, I, I'm going to take my time and find out what this movie's about before I judge it, but... I, I haven't uh, I haven't been disappointed uh, immensely disappointed in this movie. I did think yeah. Us was not as good as Get Out, yeah. but uh, I'm I'm still good with it. Is there a period after Nope? Right. He likes using punctuation points. I yes. didn't notice that. I think there is a period after. I have I like quotes. the poster looks cool. The poster the does hell, look super like cool. It's a cloud. Nope. With with uh, like a balloon with tassel like a, tied to it. Like a nope. Yeah. Just nothing. Just nope. Hopefully it's in quotation marks. Yes. That'd I hope be so. That's how I have it in my notes here. Ah. All right. It's trailer time. Let's talk about some trailers. Yeah, that we just watched today. Yeah, that, well, I didn't. But, but, but a couple people didn't do their homework for the show, so... Uh, I have 1% battery. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. We're going to call you the one percenter from now on here. But uh, the first one we're going to talk about but is... An ongoing problem. Yes. We, we finally got the first trailer for James Wan's Malignant. What did you guys think of that? Supernatural Slasher. Yeah. Ooh, Could be cool. It looks like the Reeker. I'm yeah. excited. I, I really love James Wan. Um, I will defend Aquaman all the way, um, but even his horror movies, he's he's one of the he's one of the masters, current masters. He's awesome. All right, all right. I'm gonna ask the Meister because I know that he's uh, Jallo's up his alley. This was allegedly a Jallo film. No. Allegedly, no, it doesn't nope. look like a Jallo at all. Not. No, it has not. That is not a Jallo film. No, no, it's too dark. That's why I was saying because originally when they came out with, they were like, well, they they booked it. On. They booked it as James Wan's Jallo film. We don't know yet that this isn't going to have fluorescent red <clears throat> blood in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. Though. I, Hold I mean, the phone. 
It does look interesting, but it does not look like a Jallo. No, you know it. it to me, it looked like Educatus Maestro. A Jallo, to me, a Jallo. Well, to pretty much everybody, a Jallo is a specific section of time as well. Mm. It's not just like like a style, but it's also like you know you didn't really get much from a Jallo past the early '80s, really, right. and even that was pushing it. You know, I, I, you know, it doesn't have the music. It doesn't have the lighting. It doesn't have fucking black gloves for christ's sake i mean there's i don't know what you're right i got you you know but that's what Maybe, I'm saying, I, I, I mean, of course of course if they if everybody in the that universe drinks j and b then you know then it's clearly a jello well, but like, other than that <laughs> jello from what i understand is like just super overly stylized horror yeah and, yeah, and, yeah it's, like it's it's usually it's you know garish colors it's usually you know swinging jazzy kind of score you know yeah. you know what i mean and that didn't look like that it looks, I, like, I mean usually there's like, like a like a hypersexual this looked like a mid 2000s yeah. thing going movie. i mean it's, it, it does yeah, look like a not, generic kind of horror movie yeah it looked like like the boogeyman like or, i said super like one of those movies from like the early 2000s actually you're right now that you said that it, it actually looks like a, a much better version of that era yeah 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 but who who said this was a Jallo? Where, where did uh, back when they originally James reported Wan. this, James Wan did. Yeah, James Wan really? said that this was his his Jallo inspired Jallo. F- movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. That's... Mind you, this was months and months ago. But yeah, that yeah. existed. Okay. A year ago. Well, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I can't. I wouldn't believe that. I mean, uh, yeah, he seems to be. He knows his he would shit. Know I his just shit, but maybe they gave us the wrong trailer. Maybe they're gonna splash <laughs> with jazz music. <laughs> That's and, it. You know, yeah, it was actually the trailer for the Bye Bye Man that we got. Well, no, no, well, it's throws like, you off. It's like sometimes you'll hear like people say something like Suspiria is a Jello. It really isn't. You know what I mean? It, it looked it, like one to me. It's it's adjacent, but it's not. It, it's not really a Jello. But it had fluorescent paint. Well, well that's why it kind of looks. Like, I mean, I mean, it was made by it, somebody yeah. who Did was Jallo. a master of Jallos. You had somebody, and and it, it had it, the dubbed voices. It had the whole the whole shebang. All right, shebang. Well, yeah, shebang. No, no, that, that, that's Italy, but you know, I but I but I, I don't know. So maybe that's where Juan's headspace was at. Right. Like like maybe he considers Suspiria Jallos. So therefore, this True. is what he's thinking. I, I will also point out Suspiria could have benefited more from more Goblin. Yeah, <laughs> need more, more goblin. Are you kidding me? The Golden Girls could have benefited by more goblins. Exactly. So, what do we got left? Uh, we got a lot still to talk I about. Know, we're only, we're we only, only got like a one third per- of the way through the news. We got one percent left here. Yeah, I know that. You've mentioned that <laughs> once or twice. Uh, we got another trailer this week uh, for Slasher: Flesh and Blood. Now, mm. we've been big fans of that series. Yes. And Shutter acquired season four. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, you guys also just watched that trailer. What do you think? I liked it. I like the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, cool. the killer always has a cool design in that show. Um, they they always have a cool uh, slasher, and this this one looks great. It's got like a kind of uh, eyes wide shut vibe with the Venetian mask. Like V for Vendetta. I was gonna say they, they've got like an, it's like an eyes wide shut meets like a your next your next. Kind of yeah. That's what it reminded me of was your next, but with an exactly. actual slasher in it. Like it's a high society thing with it looked like the same house from your next actually (laughs) the same family basically the synopsis was that uh of of the trailer at least and what the season is supposed to be about it looks like is the somebody like the i'm assuming he's the grandfather of the family because he looks a little cronenberg cronenberg is playing him 
it, it looks like he's saying, "Hey, I'm about to die, so we're gonna kind of uh, one have of you are gonna get my inheritance. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna have a competition. You have the inheritance, and then you see them doing some weird like they're jumping across things with like electrical cables hanging. Yeah, and like I'm like, there's wait, holy shit, that's weird. And there's yeah. water everywhere. And I'm like, holy shit, that's weird. And then next thing you know, there's the slasher act. There, there's, yeah. there's a killer. So it's just kind of like a it, like it's kind of like going in two different directions of the same. You know, I, I'm like, this is kind of interesting. I, honestly, I'm yeah, I can't cool. wait to see. what I they're have doing nothing but faith in it too because this series has been excellent yeah absolutely yeah. so so that's gonna be fun can't wait for that um amazon's i know what you did last summer we finally got a premiere date for well not a date but it's coming this october so it's coming soon two well, months from now all i need to know is what are you waiting for i hope that they just bring in jennifer love hewitt for that scene <laughs> like she just spins around in the street and scared like uh, like screams that out and then just runs away oh, <laughs> oh jesus i i mean that's all we could hope for right that's you know one can hope one can hope I, I, I just I don't know why we haven't figured out what they did last summer yet. But you know they they were very sneaky and they didn't leave a lot of clues. Okay. But I can tell you this: he's Will Ben's son. That's all you oh need to know. Ben's son, Ben's get it? son, get it. Ben's son. Oh. I just hope they tie get into it? like Gordon's fishermen, like fish sticks, and <laughs> sponsored by Gordon's. <laughs> like so, I, good. I just hope it goes down that route. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope so too. <laughs> Uh, the Pet Cemetery prequel started uh, casting news, and uh, it's it's going to have Pam Greer in it. Pam Greer's in it. I mean, that's no. awesome. Well, I love yeah. Pam. Greer. That's awesome. She's great. I, I just Pam got interested Greer. in this prequel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was already kind of interested. But I was too, but I, but Pam Greer makes me even more interested. Yeah, absolutely. She's a class yeah. act. She She's really amazing. is. Uh, season three of Creep Show is going to be premiering September twenty third in Shutter. So we got that's a premiere date for that. I'm excited about up. that. We're yeah. On, little over a, what, a month and a half? A little little under two months. Yeah, a little under two months, and we're going to get some more creep show in our life. The second season was great. Oh, yeah. I, I, I dug. Uh, I love the show. I love what they're doing with it. I, I just, I, 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 it's one of those shows where you just hope it doesn't end. Yeah. Like, you're like, I hope this goes on forever. Like, I'm being serious, like, because they're doing some really cool stuff, you know, and, and we know that a lot of the anthology shows did end after seasons. Obviously, Tales from the Crypt is gone, Twilight Zone, Dark, Tales from the Dark Side, so, so, and, yeah. and so, but it's definitely in the vein of all of those shows where it's very interesting, very intriguing, and they're doing really cool stuff, and they're, and there's something for everybody. It's not like they stick to one style of horror. It's something for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I dig it. I dig it quite I think a bit. that's why it works, yeah. too. It's not trying to be anything. Like, Twilight Zone was trying to be something like right. just super, like, it was trying to be smarter than it actually was. And, I, I and let's face it, you're never yeah. going to beat the original Twilight Zone. Yes. Right, the right. Greatest, no, I agree. you know, show that was like that ever. Like, the, the remake of the uh, Terror at 20,000 Feet was just appalling. Awful. Unless it's the remake that was in the... Uh, movie. Which the movie, case, John the Lithgow. John Lithgow one is That's incredible. incredible. But yeah, no, I'm not comparing it to the new episodes of Twilight Zone. Yeah. I'm, I'm comparing it more to the, the the older episodes. Also, like I said, like actually, it's more like a Tales from the Crypt. Actually, what Creep Show is the oh, yeah. Creep Show. Like I think the Creep 90s, Show is yeah, yeah it's like more like a Tales, Tales from, from yeah, it is. And I really think it does work better as a series than as a movie. Yeah, Truth oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's absolutely. perfect for that. Just keep going platform. So. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna close out uh, the news section this week with uh, some box office news. Oh, because we like to talk about that too. Escape Room Tournament of Champions has been out for a couple of weekends now, and uh, in its opening weekend, it made eight point eight million dollars, finished third at the box office. Uh, however, in its second week, it uh, dropped all the way down to just three point four million that it brought mm. in. Uh, the first film, just to, for a comparison, brought in eighteen point two million in its opening weekend. Um, it had a grand total of one hundred fifty five million. 
Absolutely. I just I just want to throw out there with the emergence of the Delta variant, as it's known. Uh, the uh, I, I think we're going to see actually all of the, the the box offices are down, like from what they were going up to. Like we yeah. were getting to a good place where box offices were kind of making the men's where we were seeing the the number one go up to like the fifty sixty million dollars or sometimes higher depending upon if there was a blockbuster or not. And now the last two weeks or so, two three weeks, we've started to see them come back down a little bit, even with movies that I thought would have done better. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Halloween Kills, actually, because, as you know, they well, said that this movie's coming out regardless. It is it is coming out no matter what's going to happen. Well, they It was looking good for it, and now all of a sudden... Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, there's certain things that you we, that there's going to be into play, so it really does depend. And we're talking October, so we're a little ways out from that. What I'm more concerned about, if you're a moviegoer, is like the blockbusters that are supposed to come out for the rest of the summer. Yeah. Geez. Like, you know, in August, in August, there's quite a slate in September. Of course, Marvel's got some p- pictures coming out. And if Ghostbusters is coming out in uh, Thanksgiving, no, no, Thanksgiving. Or Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving. if if like Dune and Bond get pushed off right. again, I'm gonna lose my mind. Right, that's I'm my gonna, point. Because like, Dune is I'm like, gonna fucking Dune, lose my mind. Dune is getting and I'm gonna get We should have seen this last year. It and, been, and listen, I, I know the my show is gonna movie. riot if if fucking Jackass Forever gets pushed back. Yeah. All right, listen. Don't <laughs> even don't even fucking joke. Okay. <laughs> my God. You're putting the it in the universe. Are horrible. Great. I didn't Jackass even know that was coming out. Dude, I, October 22nd, I'm going to be yeah. there. I'm not even joking. Dude, I'm fucking in love Going with to the theater to see Jackass 2 was one of the greatest experiences ever. It was so Dude, fun. Dude, it's a fun It, it made you so cry. Fun. Yeah. It was oh the first, first time. With a tear it was eye. the first time you ever held hands with a girl. I actually quit a job to yeah, go it see it in the theater opening night. It was the first time you ever held hands with a girl in a theater, wasn't it? I want to be honest with you. I hope it does open in a theater. And I hope it doesn't get pushed back from the theater because the reason why is they are fun to watch at the theater yeah. because they're so funny. Everybody's laughing. Yeah. Everybody's because it's not like you have to be into the movie. So everybody's like treating it like a comedy show, and it's a really good fun audience experience. It's, it's to awesome. have with people around you. So I hope so. But with with that being said, I really do think that that's probably what's hurting the stuff in the box office right now. Some of it. I mean, some of it does have to do with uh, your previous point, Mike C, that uh, they showed everything in the trailer. Yeah, I think that's probably more. But but I don't think that's more. I think it's literally everything is coming down. If you look at it, everything was going up. So I, I think everything has lost a good 10 10 to 20 million dollars off of probably what it would have made opening week probably uh and that kind of leads me to the other thing is m night Shyamalan's old open to 16 and a half million in its opening weekend so that did okay it probably yeah, would have made a heck I, of a lot more that that's why my 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 initial thoughts about the other movie as well came to a piece because i think old the night name m night Shyamalan, even though we make fun of ooh, what a twist is still he still draws like yeah. like his movies usually make a lot of money so the fact that it's only at what 16 and a half million yeah uh, that's that movie probably as of last week as of last week but i'm just saying it should have made a lot more yeah. there's an interesting phenomenon with him where people will be like oh i'm going to see this movie just so i can tell everybody how much it sucks you know what i mean like yeah like people actually like hate watch his movies by the way that's something that's weird on the internet these days if you haven't noticed like it's not just that it's it's, it's wrestling it's tv shows it's all sorts of movies people watch stuff that they allegedly don't like just to shit on and you're like why are you wasting your time yeah, yeah. but at the same point Richard, I, i'm with a professor i kind of want to see old so i'm probably gonna go see yeah. it and, and according really... to wikipedia it's actually up to 35.3 million that's usually fairly yeah but that's accurate. two weeks that's, that's two weeks, weeks that's after one. two weeks yeah, yeah like, two weeks for him but, is closer to 100 million like, yeah movies. but had an 18 million dollar budget so it's doubled its budget oh, well, yeah, good well i mean it's good he's made the money for, the, back for as, what we're dealing with right right but i'm saying he would have made more money off of this movie yeah it would I'm have been thinking, over 100 million probably. especially because like the last few movies he's done have been, been big movies big, yeah. yeah so like glass was a big 
Right, it was a big box office draw, yeah. and then of course the visit actually got people back into watching like Shyamalan yeah, yeah. films because people were kind of giving up on him for a while, and then everybody's like, "Oh, the visit's kind of cool." So this is his next step back into like real actual horror. Yeah. So I'm I'm feeling like this would have done a lot better if it wasn't for the fact that people are probably scared to go to the theaters or yeah. just not going out of safety, which is fine. Do what you whatever you feel is best for you. I do want to bring up one piece of news before we quit, just because I want to table and have some fun with this. Uh, I we have it on good source. Good source, and by good source, it's we're coming from Diesel's favorite actor, the Fell Dog, Corey Feldman, says that the oh, Friday the yes. 13th lawsuit is over. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I, I would I would like to get you guys' opinions on that. And of course, before we go any further, fuck Sean Cunningham. Go ahead. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, yeah, because Corey Feldman is probably the most uh, reliable source you could possibly get for such a thing. Um, yeah. No, no. Well, according to Larry Zerner, it's it's not quite. It's, yeah, it's, I know. I would believe Larry Zerner over said, Corey Feldman. He said it's not quite as finished as Corey Feldman would like you. Yeah. Believe. By the way, Larry, anybody that's got Twitter, follow Larry Zerner. That guy's He's great. Good. He's hilarious. But what do you guys feel about uh, Corey Feldman breaking news? Come on. I. I hope he's right. That'd be cool. Um, I know Sean Cunningham is going to be at the Monster Con- Monster Mania Con in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. If you guys want to go and tell tell him <laughs> how much you love him, I'm, I think yeah. I, was, I, listen, I was already thinking about it. Don't tell me. As a matter of fact, I was supposed to. I was supposed to actually uh, at one point in juncture, I was set up to go down there, yeah. and do some things. But you know, COVID no, he'll be there. Happened. Imagine if you did that panel. <laughs> Sparks. That one would be hitting Fuck the YouTube. You, sir. Yeah, that one would be all over YouTube. First, by the way, first question comes from Rich, who's standing next to you. And it's not really a question, it's more of a statement. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean <laughs> I could just see like the, the headline on YouTube, like just, moderator just, loses his just just, just play that boo this man clip for him. <laughs> Every time moderator he talks loses shit at yeah. con. <laughs> Fat, actually, Every you, time he you tries to talk, you hit fat, boo this man. No, they won't say fat. They'll say overweight, <laughs> overweight amateur podcaster comedian. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm a pro podcaster. I've made money. Not a lot, but I've made money. We have Patreon. Don't don't shit on our fans. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, a Patreon and everything, by the way, I I, I do want to put this over before I, I talk about this. Myself and Ken M. I uh, got together and we redid some of the website. It's not completed, but it looks sexy, especially on a phone. Oh. So if you want to get all the information oh, you can about Horror Zone 607 and what we do here at 8122 Productions, go to 8122productions.com and get all of that information. Your link for the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast is there. Your link to the Patreon where you can get this show, Horror Zone 607, early, plus with bonus content and a ton of extra bonus content, including including Love is Scary, which Spooky Mike is also on. And that is going, that went up last night. We just made it under the wire for August, uh, uh, but it's it's, it's, a, it's it's a fun time and it is a hot show. And, uh, it is hashtag hot ramen. Even. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, I, I will say you can get that also. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Of course, all of our social medias. Just look up Horizon 607. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And it's Horizon 607 for all of them. And throw an at in front of it if you have to. Yes. I just want to also point out that what would make our website even sexier? You think Samantha Fox. I, I, maybe I'm just thinking out loud here. I, well, I was also thinking maybe a sexy photo spread of the professor's mouth. That would do it. That would do it. Uh, I know it would turn me on. Oh, man. Exactly. So, Mike C, it is that time of the show where I do believe you're going to give us a Horror Zone quiz question of the week. Yes, it is time for the Horror Zone 607 trivia question. Just bringing it up here. Okay. The question is for this week, and you guys, I think, will know this, uh, Maestro and Professor. I, I, I really have a feeling that you're going you're to get this one because you're fans. So, we're rounding out 
George A. Romero, July, and we're, we're turning the page on that chapter and moving on. But uh, throughout the month of July, I was asking trivia questions as it pertained to George Romero. Mm-hmm. Popular Pittsburgh area TV radio personality, Chili Billy Cardell, makes an appearance in the original Night of the Living Dead as a field reporter. His daughter, Lori, appeared as the lead actor in what other Romero film? One more time, popular Pittsburgh area TV and radio personality, Chili Billy Cardill, makes an appearance in the original Night of the Living Dead as the field reporter. His daughter, Lori, appeared as the lead actor in what other Romero film? The answer, coming up right after this break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. And welcome back to the zone. It is time to answer this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. The question was: Popular Pittsburgh area TV and radio personality Chili Billy Cardill makes an appearance in the original Night of the Living Dead as the field reporter. His daughter Lori appeared as the lead actor in what other Romero film? I've got a guess. I'm gonna Haley say- Mills. Haley Mills. I'm going to just go with my favorite Day of the Dead. I'm going to say Season of the Witch. Uh, Believe it or not, for the first time in the history of the show, the professor is correct. No? Holy shit. shit, You are correct. It is Day of the Dead. She played Sarah. Wait a minute. We bill him as the smartest man in all horror movies podcasting, and this motherfucker just said, you're you're like, he was correct. He's like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't Not believe sure. we gl- almost glossed over that. Really? Like he was surprised that he <laughs> got right. it right. Well, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's more what we were expecting. Just, I even just said, it. listen, just said, the, the question wasn't name a Romero film. Day of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> name your favorite Romero film, Day of the Dead. I was so so literally I just went with my favorite. Just I, write down a number, any number, I maybe been, one. I've been consciously two. trying to drop off like saying the f bomb so much on air. But I, I couldn't help it there because yeah, like, he like, <laughs> he's just literally like, oh my god, wow. like, come on, man. But yeah, she played Sarah. She was the main, yeah, uh, the main character. Sarah. So it wasn't season of the witch. It was not. No, you were wrong. Uh, well, no, you were incorrect. That was a good guess. You lose. <laughs> Get out of here. I listen. Better guess than Day of the Dead, but it ended up being right. And even the professor knew that because he was surprised he got it right. He was. But uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, we're gonna switch gears now. It's time. Smartest man in horror. 
That's right. <laughs> we're we're going to go. We're, we're, it's time Every to talk, do some talking horror. But beforehand, <laughs> we did take a sabbatical last week. Now, let's be honest. Most of the sabbatical was due to me going on vacation. However, we were going to redo during the week. And then, then we got some news that, and I'm going to let you talk about it right now. We're going to give you the floor. The Spooky Mike C, for a reason, may have definitely quit George Romero July. He may have quit the podcast at one point. And, and last I heard, he may have been switching to comedies and, and quit horror movies as a whole. Rom-coms, <laughs> actually. Rom-coms. Yeah. Even. So uh, would you like to fill in the listeners about this? Well, let's uh, let's get this started here. And I'm going to look right at you, maestro. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm gazing right lovingly in yeah. into those let's baby gaze. blues. Let's, let's get this right. Rise. Yeah, can we play that Hold here? On. Hold on. Hold on. Before we, before we get this, I think we have to play some fight music. <laughs> oh man fight fight <laughs> fight all right all right we maybe play some planes i'm steel after this i don't know let's just wait yeah <laughs> all right so um so yeah george a romero july was uh how can I put this? A total bust. You son of a bitch. It was a total bust. And I'm just going to get out there because this is not going to be a popular opinion amongst our listeners, <laughs> anybody that likes horror. But there were a lot of these movies. Most of these movies I had never seen. And I was, I, I'm was i such an enormous, enormous fan of Night of the Living Dead. One of my top 10, 11 horror movies ever made. Ever. Out of all the thousands of them, mostly asylum movies. You know, let's face it. That's what we typically watch here. <laughs> we, we, we like the classics here. Transmorphers. Yeah, exactly. But um, I had not seen most of these movies. And then uh, we tried to watch uh, The Amusement Park, over for 1. Then we tried to watch The Crazies, over for 2. Then I watched Dawn of the Dead, over for 3. And then we were going to round out the month with Martin, who my dear, dear friend, the maestro, says... You're, you know, I think you're really going to like this one. That one's my favorite one of the batch. Uh, it's different than the rest. I think I you're going to like it. I love Martin. Well, let's just say I got maybe, maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes into this movie. He's being generous because it was like 15 because he said it in the... In, I went a little bit rant. longer after that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it was maybe about 20 to 25 minutes into this movie. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to need a new remote for my Roku. <laughs> because that thing went flying across my room and hit the door. What is wrong with you, maestro? What is wrong with you? George A. Romero, oh my goodness, to start off with Night of the Living Dead, which is just one of the greatest horror movies ever, and you followed up with all this crap? Seriously? The most overrated horror director that has ever lived. I don't get it. Somebody tell me what I'm missing here. I can answer that in the other hour and five minutes of the movie. Yeah, so so it was right from the point that I turned it off. It just all of a sudden clicked right that there. O- that opening is by really the way disturbing. I want to just point out that the his, his whatever that old guy was, that was the same guy from the amusement park wearing the exact same suit that he wore in the amusement park. I think it's a sequel. It could be, <laughs> or so that they, was a fan. So they, got, so, they got, they, so they got a church to pay for that one too. Maybe they did. I don't. It would have made sense. Uh, I just I just want to point out earlier I made the comment when we were talking about The Exorcist about how sometimes you start at the top. When we, you know, when we were referring to Linda Blair, you start at the top and then like everything trickles down. Mm-hmm. Insert George Romero. Yeah. What? I don't get it because this guy is universally loved by by pretty much every horror fan that I've ever seen, and I don't get it. These movies were terrible. I so 
Martin, for what I saw, that's a, that movie was absolutely positively. If I'm gonna and we're not gonna grade, I'm gonna grade Night of the Living Dead here in a second because that had nothing to do with what we were supposed to be doing. We're actually gonna be going over the the remake of the Crazies because this movie pissed me off so much. <laughs> it gets a zero out of ten. It got worse than the amusement park for me, and that movie was pain. I couldn't finish that. Martin was god awful, and so was everything else. Well, see, like I'm, I'm. What uh, am I missing? I'm, I'm a big fan of. Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, and uh, Martin specifically. Like, those are my favorite Romero movies. And Day of the Dead was the next best one in the batch, but I hated that, too. Um, I remember when you let me borrow that. I was just like, what are you guys... And I should have known that I was going to hate the rest of his movies after that. Romero is a game changer. Um, He, I mean, his influence is still, you know, very heavy. Um, Like, he's an important horror director because well because there with, wouldn't be zombies today that the craze of zombie movies and, and shows and everything that there is today but, without him but even martin um with what it does with vampires is crazy and that opening scene is super disturbing it's like a rape and it's like yeah really not pleasant to watch and from there it just gets even crazier um yeah. you really have to watch the whole movie no i don't yeah and i won't in order to, I'll never know something. how it ends. <laughs> so it's a zero order, out of ten. So in order so, to assess something, yeah. <laughs> so so here, here's here's what 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 it does, and this is why it it's it's actually one of my favorite vampire films, on top of being in contention for my favorite Romero film. It you don't know if he's a vampire, and you don't know how much of what's happening is actually happening, but uh, his. The, the old man it's his cousin right I, I, I don't believe, know I believe it's, it's I, I know him as the guy from he, the amusement park yeah him I, it, he uh, what's important not it, it, what's more important in this movie is not whether or not Martin is a vampire it's that the cousin is convinced that he's a vampire and he's convincing him he's a vampire and it's this really kind of interesting thing of like is he actually a monster or is he a created monster you know, and how it ends. It ends in one of the most shocking ways. This is a, this is actually why the professor is telling you to, to finish it because the it actually has a super shocking ending. It'll take me another twelve months to finish that movie. <laughs> just watch five minutes every to day. Be unwatchable. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. Just globally about Romero. Romero is not a polished director. You don't say. <laughs> He's, uh, he's not. I mean, it, it, for better or for, for worse. And it's not that I... I don't love every Romero film. You know, we, we talked about The Crazies the last time I was here. I mean, you know, movies it, are kind of boring. It, I, I don't agree with that. They were a mess. I, 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 I don't agree with that. But I, Night it, of the Living Dead wasn't. Night of the Living Dead had the atmosphere. It had the the score. It had... Everything was going for that Crazies, movie. Crazies, I thought, was boring. Crazies was terrible. Um, it was also unwatchable. Amusement I, but I do unwatchable. Like, I do like the crazy... Like, there's idea, his ideas are great. His Dawn of the Dead right. was painful for me to finish that movie. Dawn of the Dead, I do not like. I, it, that was extremely painful for me to finish, and so was Day of the Dead when I tried to. When, when whichever Day one of, of you let me, great. maybe you let me borrow one of you two let me borrow that Day movie a couple Dead's years ago, and I thought it was awful. Day of the Dead's a masterpiece. Dawn of the Dead, but Dead's it's the next overrated. best one. I got through that in one one watch. You know, it's yeah. I got through it, but I didn't like it. But it is it is the next best movie that he made past Night of the Living Dead. I, I will say this. Land of the Dead, I got I, through. I didn't think it was great, but I, kinda, I thought it was better than all those. I kind of, I kind of lean into what you say because I really did not enjoy. I don't really enjoy most of them. I did actually enjoy Martin because I did watch the whole thing. 
But I, I, I'm not God saying that you, you will, but I'm just saying it, it is what it is. But then again, I, I also like movies that are weird and strange and, you know, have, have interesting concepts. With that being said, the reason why I don't like Romero as much as, as most people is, as you know, is I don't like people who are didactive without having entertainment, and that is what his movies are. Yeah. What he ended up doing is that people like the like messages in their movies, they love his movies. That's that's just proven. Like, anybody who doesn't, it's not going to be for you because, you know, the, not that the message was lost, cause I get it. I get all his messages. I just don't care. Like, that's not what I go to fucking see a movie for. I have to deal with the stark re uh, realities every day. Now, see, you can make a movie with a message that is entertaining. Get Out is a perfect fucking example. Yeah. Amongst other movies, but that is just a perfect recent example. But, you know, that, you that's part of what sure. gets me, but it's just, but, it's very shoddy filmmaking. But, but, for a guy that's supposed to be the master of, of horror, it's shoddy, shoddy filmmaking. I wasn't finished, though. I understand why he was important, though. Because without him doing those things, we wouldn't have Get Out. So then you have like this really weird, like there's, it's, it's kind of like in music. There's bands that we all know in music that we're like, how in the hell are they so, you know, why is their music timeless? Why are they, you know, and then you find out it's because they influence other great bands. So therefore their music stays timeless. Fish. I mean, well, you're just on that. once again, if it depends on what genre of music you're into. And, you know, you can, you, somebody will pick out something that are like, how is that popular? Well, you find out most of the time for people, especially if they weren't like the greatest, it's because they influenced somebody who was. And that, therefore, uh, kind of upset your And that's what George Romero kind of did. George Romero came along. He started shooting movies that were, at for the time, very controversial. Like John Carpenter would not exist without Romero, like the whole indie right. kind of. But that's what I'm saying. If you think but about Romero it. Romero did it excellently. I mean, Carpenter. Carpenter. Did it. Or, or, excuse me, Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, not Romero. No, not it's, Romero. Carpenter did but, everything like to yeah. Perfection. Carpenter. Carpenter is one of the best. Right. And, but like, any he shits on Romero. I think, in my opinion, but he wouldn't exist without Romero. Right, Carpenter does. Carpenter shits on Romero. Yeah, I didn't know saying, that. I never heard that. So, but. Good. Like so no, got something no, not real. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. He's just saying that no, no, his his work is oh, way his work better. Shits on <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. he actually said something I got about what him. You were saying. Thank you. But I'm not saying but, that John Carpenter ever said anything bad about Romero. <laughs> he should have. But I think that's the point about George Romero. And if anybody digs deep, now for those of us who are a little older, and I mean I'm not super old, I'm only thirty eight. But for those of us who watched his movies like as a gateway in, because even by the eighties most of those movies were considered tame. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dawn of the, I mean, obviously not Martin, but like things like Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living, all of them, you know, as, as good as they could be, were kind of tame. So we all it kind of was like our introductory into horror movies because by the 80s, like we were into uh, boobies. And, and and all sorts of crazy stuff. So like those are the, look at he's like excited over here. But but, but only in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> no no it was in the seventies too. But I'm just saying when we were kids growing up in the eighties, it's not like our parents were like hurrying up to show us seventies uh, grindhouse films. Yeah, you know what I mean. They were too busy so showing we, us weird science. Right. So we got back. So we we didn't learn about those until we got slightly older. But we were allowed to watch Romero films because they were accessible. And for the time when we grew up, they're actually tame. Like, it's not a grindhouse film from the 70s, and it's definitely not 80s golden age horror where we have, like, tits are a must and sex is a must and, you know, over-the-top violence is a must, which I'm not complaining about, of course. I like all that. But think about it. Dawn of the Dead, when you put it up against any 80s slasher, is a tame fucking movie. Like, cause, like the violence even, because, once again, the blood doesn't look the right color. The, the makeup isn't the, the greatest, which is fine. It is what it is for the time. And, like, we've, we went back into that time. It is more groundbreaking. But now, for us... It was tame, so that's what our gateway is. I think I showed my kid the, all of the Romero zombie films for for like his some of his first horror movies, just to get him into. Hey, do you like this? 
because it's not as bad as like trying to go out and you know instantly showing him uh you know for, uh, nightmare on elm street with freddy's one line fucking sexualized jokes like and then explaining to your you know at the time when i started getting him into horror nine-year-old son like well you know he's just making a conolingus joke you know like you, you get it like conolingus he, he, he might he might like <laughs> to eat pussy like whatever but you know, like that's what I'm saying. That's why I think some of us from the '80s finally remember those movies. Colonel Angus is from Shane But as you get older, I like I said, I rewatching Dawn of the Dead, which I I, I I wasn't one of those big Dawn of the Dead fans. I was like, oh, it's one of my fa- more favorite ones from Romero. And I re- when I rewatched it, I'm like, this is yeah. rough. This is rough. The same with Day. The same with it's you just know, like it's just rough. Too many pockets of conversations that like. Nothing happens for a long That's time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there was a Dude, lot of that. There was a lot of that. By the way, the worst of them is definitely for that is the crazies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree there with There is literally dialogue that doesn't need to exist. <laughs> you know, but here's, here's what I think is so important about Romero. You know, he really sort of proved that you, he's, what, he's one of the, the, the main independent filmmakers, if you think about it. In a, it really in any genre. Like, he changed the game by funding his own his own movie and doing this, mm-hmm. you know, or do, church. Do, well, well I, yeah, I mean, he, he raised the money. It wasn't possible. it wasn't a studio. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a studio. You know what I mean? Like, right, he, right. you know, I mean, he basically Ed Wooded the, these people. You know, but anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, by the way, for some reason, I have more respect for him for that. <laughs> you know, no, absolutely. You know, and and he got his friends together, and he, you know, he he just he just put out these movies that are just sort of they're rough and they're quirky and they're some of them work some of them but, don't but so are you saying the, that we should look at this like a trauma film no i do i'm <laughs> no, not saying no. that <laughs> because i think what you miss by saying that is intent you know, That's true. the intent of trauma is to uh, for just better or for worse and it's just to is just to be intentionally ridiculous i know whereas some of the and i'm not i'm not saying i don't enjoy it either i i I do enjoy it but yeah think about who you're talking to (laughs) i knew he did did because we talked about it a couple weeks ago but but, you know but romero's uh the rough edges around romero is really it's because he's trying to do something and sometimes he he succeeds and sometimes he fails and sometimes there's social commentary and sometimes he isn't and i rich i agree with you that you uh, when you said that he kind of pioneered that, that you wouldn't have a get out without a George Romero. Yeah, I, I, I that's you're absolutely right. But I think um, what is cool about Romero is just that sort of he successfully pulled off rough around the edges independent films. You know, it, it, whereas other regional films just sort of sank without a trace. You know, um, you know we we've joke Mike C about uh, Malatesta's Carnival of Blood. Oh, just a classic. I, I li- and I love that film. Yeah. But there's a reason I know why. You do. But, but there is. <laughs> I do. Oh my God. It's one of the greatest. Another ever. unwatchable film. But, I just want to point that but out. But there's a reason why more people have seen Night of the Living Dead, Martin, Dawn of the Dead, even the crazies than Malatesta's Carnival of Blood. Romero had a certain he had something kind of special in what he was trying to do and even when he didn't succeed it was somewhat memorable in, in its own way and 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 you know I, you know i respect the fact that you don't like his stuff i, I, I you know beyond that you know i, I do yeah as soon as we're you're gonna punch me right in the mouth I, for it but I, that's okay I, I I don't worry I'm, I'm i'm gonna choke you with this mic cord <laughs> but um I, I, but i think really that's what i, I see i see 
you know, passion in the filmmaking, I see him making different choices that like a mainstream director would never have made that a studio uh, funded film wouldn't would not have signed, and wouldn't have signed on for and that's and when really you can kind of see that when you look at like land of the dead because when you have land of the dead and you actually have a studio behind him he's starting to make studio style choices land of the dead is also very polished uh in comparison to yeah, oh, yeah. Mo- all, pretty much everything Which else is probably why done. i was able to get and, through it and i like land of the dead by the way but he, he was able to stay independent for so long and do some interesting things for so long. Night, there's not another. This is not horror, but there's not another movie like Night Riders. You know, it, it. It. He just has this. If you're if 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 you're if you like his style, if you like the ride he's going to take you on, then there's a lot of great stuff. In his see, I just I, when you say that it's like a passion and everything, and how much he puts into it, I just I see. Very amateurish, very shoddy filmmaking. Other than Night of the Living Dead, you started out with one of the greatest movies that's ever been made, and this is what you well, went into. I just don't get it. Well, you can't blame the director for like hitting a big one on the first one. You know what I mean? Like that's. But I can blame him for the rest of them being terrible. Well, you know, he it was, but it was uh, to, to to Maestro's point. And I, I do agree with this. Is the that he stuck with that philosophy and it did carry him on in some weird fucking directions. And once again, because of those risk taking is, I think that's why he's still considered there. I don't know if his movies stand up to the other legends of horrors and directing. Cause look, look at their, look at their, you know, discographies and filmographies. And I agree, but from everything I've ever heard from just, you know, fans, whether it be on YouTube or things you read about, or even, you know, but just he my friends them. here, he did influence them, but they talk about him like he is in that upper echelon, like like Carpenter is, like like Craven is, and it's just after seeing these movies, I don't I don't get it. Well, like with I don't Mar- get it with Martin. Though, He's like, not in their league Martin, whatsoever. Martin's one of the most important vampire movies, like since Dracula. Um, it it really like. It totally messes with the idea, you know, you don't know whether or not this guy is an actual vampire, and it doesn't justify what he does. He's he's an awful person, Martin. Even oh, yeah. even if he's tricked into it, what he's doing is awful. Um, and, like, I would say Martin is one of the most important vampire movies, aside from, like, Coppola's Dracula remake in the last, like, 50 years. Yeah, I, I mean, I, to me, it kind of it, it, it's not it doesn't have the the legs that a uh, uh, Night of Living Dead has, but I th- I think it does for the vampire film what uh, Night of Living Dead did for the zombie film in the sense that it changed the game, and and that goes back to the influence. There, you know, I mean, it, it you know you could tell subversive vampire stories after Martin, just were, like just like you could. You, just like you took the vampires, I'm sorry, the um, zombies, out of, you know, the voodoo rituals after Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, there was uh, there's another great, um, really indie uh, vampire movie called The Transfiguration. I don't know if anybody's heard of this. It was streaming either on Amazon or something for a while about a young boy who thinks he's a vampire, and it's very similar, maybe more polished than Martin, but. Um, very similar thematically and stuff and like clearly that martin has influence and like it, it's it's a great it, it's a great movie mm. it's, I, 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 
Well, I think we can close out the book on that by saying we all can agree to disagree or whatever. But I, I, I just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, like I guess I my, my whole point of the matter is, and I'm kind of going to side with Mike on the on the movie aspect. I do understand why he's put in there because of the influence he had on other people. But like, if you really do compare his works to the works of, especially we Car- mentioned Carpenter. like Carpenter, yeah. especially Carpenter. you're like fuck. Carpenter just blows him out of the water. Yeah, like on every aspect. Now I, I get also a Carpenter wasn't necessarily making 100% indie films. Uh, some of them were more indie than others but you know by the time he hit the 1980s carpenter was making budget films for for studios which is fine but he also he still doing his own but look at how halloween was, looks dude no yeah but three hundred thousand dollar budget right right right. there was an indie film that's what that, i'm saying but look at how it looked and how it was executed compared to assault on precinct 13 i've oh, never seen is. that is amazing well you know that? what i think yeah. Before Halloween, that was before. That was the second that's film led, after Dark Star. So think, that's what led to Halloween. I think I know how to end this. I think I figured it out finally. You know what Romero really was? He is literally the Kevin Smith of horror films. Like he had great <laughs> ideas, but they were shot like shit. That's and that's actually, why you don't. And that's why you don't like them. That's actually really like, good. I, I mean, and I love Kevin <laughs> Smith, but I, because if you think about it, our biggest our biggest differences is Carpenter was also pushing the envelope with his content, but they looked amazing. Even yeah. his indie film, which Halloween technically is an indie and film, it wasn't really was put iconic. out by like, yeah. you know. Originally, he made that shit with a three hundred thousand dollars budget, which should have been more, and he even created a whole a whole system to carry a rig to do a one shot. Yeah, and yeah. well, he like Carpenter changed the game in so many ways because he wrote the music, he wrote the movies, he directed, That's he a edited, genius. he produced, mm-hmm. he, like right, right, right. But I'm just saying, I, I really think that is at the end of the day, I really will put it there. Romero is kind of the Kevin Smith of horror films. And Kevin Smith has influenced a lot of people. And then yeah. went on to shoot better films. And even he makes fun of the fact that his cinematography is not the greatest. I love Tusk. Though, Tusk boy. fucking rocks. You know what else? You know, what's, you know what his best horror <laughs> movie is, though? It's still Red State. Yes. Red oh, yeah. yes. oh, yes. Dude, for people to shit on that movie, fuck that. One day Red we'll have State to review it. Incredible. Have you ever seen Red State? No. I think I don't, I don't know if you would I don't know if you would enjoy it or not because it's it's a little uh it's it's not always necessarily up your alley, but it's a very, very good movie. So Red State was great, yeah. But let's do a quick review. Let's do a quick review of something that we, we had to get Mike C back into comfortabilities. And this is George Romero adjacent. Yeah, because it, I quit Horror Zone 607. Is, you guys were going to start your own podcast called Horror Zone 608. That, that uh, was, because that of was George Romero. The Revenge. Uh, yeah, the, the Revenge, revenge yeah. Uh, so with that being said, we, we are going to do the remake of The Crazies. Of course, that came out on February 26, 2010. It's 101 minutes long, uh, starring Timothy Oliphant, Rada Mitchell, Joe Anderson, and uh, one of uh, Mike C's favorite, Daniel Pennebaker. Absolutely. Uh, it was uh, based, of course, on the George Romero story, The Crazies. Uh, screenplay was by Scott Kozier, Ray Wright, and it was directed by Breck Esner. And by the way, the executive producer on this movie is George Romero himself. Yes. Uh, the budget of this film was $20 million. Does anybody want to guess what it made in the box office? $20 million. If it was $20 million was the budget. What did you think it just made twenty million? <laughs> <laughs> it okay. broke dead even. It broke dead even. <laughs> the only movie in the history of man to break dead even. Uh, any other guesses? I'm gonna 20, say eighty. Eighty million for you? Uh, I'm gonna say hundred and four million. Wow, you went real high. Fifty five million. So oh. it, made its money. it made double its money. I mean, for a horror movie, fifty five million is kind of a good box office. <laughs> all right, so basically the synopsis of the film, very similar to the original, minus all the unnecessary dialogue and action scenes. Yeah, it's a much more slick movie. It's a much better shot to, movie. To uh, your point, this is a studio film. It does look yes. very good. I, I, I'm going, but it actually has a great pacing to it, as opposed to its uh, predecessor. The one thing that I miss, I, I mean, the, the opening to this is good, but I thought that the opening to the Romero classic was actually the best part of that movie. Yeah. And it is a, it, I think in my opinion, it was a, a more shocker than the opening of this film. 
Yeah. Mind you, I don't think the opening of this film is bad. I'm just saying that yeah, the original similar. it is similar, but the original open gets you a little it, it does get you a little it's that is disturbing. the one thing there was two takeaways from sitting through the crazies, the Romero classic, that I liked. And the first one was that, and the second one for whatever reason was the lady sweeping the grass during the middle of the gunfight. <laughs> which I'm still not sure if those people had been infected with the virus or it's just western Pennsylvania and they were not gonna let the government take their guns. <laughs> And back then, that still was the same. So it could be either or for that. But the lady sweeping the grass was definitely infected with the virus, and she was lovely. Um, but, sweet uh, lady. <laughs> sweet lady. Very was nice. it the professor's mom? She was worried, she, it might have been. She was worried about cleanliness. Does your mom sweep the grass? But anyways, uh, this movie this movie picks up. Surprised. This movie, unlike the original, or, or you know, picks up right away. We don't get a lot of ways for dialogue. We get a lot of action quick. I think there's way more. The, the infected are easier to tell. Uh, there's a lot more ravage and rage. Uh, to Mike C's favorite part, I know he'll talk about it when he gives his review of it in a minute. There is a very dark atmosphere. This is a very dark movie, and uh, very gory, very bloody. I'm I once again. This is right up my alley because that's my kind of like wheelhouse, and that's why I enjoy this film, uh, which I will talk about when I give the score. But let's table it now. Uh, Mike C, we'll let you go first because you are very passionate about it. And then we'll let, let the maestro go because I feel like uh, the, the professor's more towards what I'm going to say about the movie anyway so yeah. we can go last. Right. But you guys are going to be in direct contrast to each other. Yeah. I like it. Once again, fight. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> can we play the song again? Um, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, the atmosphere was great. Uh, like, like I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, the pacing was so much better than the original. Um, the acting, I thought, was just far superior timothy, timothy oliphant is always amazing rada mitchell was great uh daniel panabaker was lovely as ever uh i'm pretty sure that her child may be mine there's no there's no paperwork to officially confirm that one way or the other but uh we we may or and may she's not. definitely not owning up to it yeah <laughs> she's not gonna own up to it don't believe her uh believe me i would never stray you guys in the wrong direction um, but no, I mean, it just, the acting was so good. Joe Anderson was in it. He was good. Um, yeah, every, everybody was good. Um, I just, the, the, it, it paced so much better than the original. It didn't have, it, it wasn't trying to make some sort of like a political statement, which as you know, I despise when I'm trying to watch a horror movie. It just kind of was, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was about it that made it so much better than that garbage, that hot, hot garbage that the original was. Hot. Hot. But um, I don't know. I mean, I just, yeah, it was a studio movie, but just everything about it was was what the original was not, and I dug it for that. I, I love that movie. I, I, I love the remake of The Absolutely. Crazies. Maestro, you're up. Yeah, bring it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so I've got a, I got a handful of things on this. How do I put this nicely? Stupid, vapid useless exercise of a remake I think that's the nicest way I can put it um, I think <laughs> first of all we when we talked about the crazies you recall that I thought I gave basically the crazies the original it, it an E for effort right that's basically where I'm I pretty landed. sure you gave it a score of 11 out of 10 I gave it I gave it a 6 out of, out of you 10 you said it was the greatest movie you've ever seen greatest movie I've ever seen uh, um, and, and really what I thought about the original movie is it was Romero sketching out some ideas. The movie didn't really work, but he kind of he was got he had some ideas that were brewing that he eventually did better in other films. So when you take a, a, an idea that is inherently flawed 
and strip it of the only thing that it had going for it, which was its ideas, you know, its its political ideas, the story is not good. It's a bad story. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> I, I mean, because and and so trans like remaking that bad story and stripping all the point of that bad story leaves you just with a bad story. I don't I do not think the crazies is a good story. I don't think there's anything to it. Even over like your basic zombie film, the crazies all it really had the 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 whole point of the crazies was that everybody in the world was crazy. You know, that was it. That's what the original film was was telling you. The army was crazy, the infected people were crazy, the people who were trying to survive are crazy, and they eventually will turn crazy themselves because the whole world is just going crazy. And at the end of the original crazies, the the army guy is getting moved off to the next town because this is never going to end. Whether the movie works for you or not, that is what it does. This movie, who's infected and who isn't? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. And I'm sorry... That's not interesting. I also say this uh, in the sense that I think it betrays the original intent of of the original film. And and I'm again I'm saying this as somebody who doesn't love the original film, but I th- you've made a similar argument about Halloween 2018 about how you don't think that it felt at all like the original. I've heard you say things like that. I actually think the same thing about the Crazies remake. Now, I am not as oh, passionate. I agree with that. I'm not I'm as bad. Pa- doesn't. <laughs> I'm not as passionate about about the Crazies as we are about the original Halloween. So uh, I, it's not a, a direct comparison. But the real thing here to me is that um, Timothy Oliphant's great. Um, I, I think it's well shot. Um, there is one scene I think that really stuck out there was the uh, the uh, car wash scene was really yeah, was, was really was, well was done. Scene. Um, Which also kind of felt like a uh, Final Destination. It, it, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they well, use that in Final Destination, like, 27 or something. 20, like 142, yeah. But uh, but that's what I think. I think this this was, to strip it of its political message was very crass. And I just, and I don't think that what you're left with is really a strong story. I, I do want to point out before we go any further, the difference, though, between Halloween 2018 and this movie is we're talking remake to sequel. Technically, Halloween 2018 is a sequel. Yeah, you, I know, I, and I and I agree with that. But I mean, just the, the feel of the it. The feel of it. Yeah, like, right, right, right. like, like if you are if you're remaking something, and you right. toss out most of it. Well, you know, technically you, speaking, that's not always a bad thing in a remake because sometimes you take you flush out a really so so I like, say sometimes you flush uh, out true. a really bad idea. Uh, that, but, right. I mean, in this case, they well, did the keep when you do keep when out. I was going to say when you do keep things in from the original and take things out, it does feel a little weird. Because we have seen other movies who have flushed out a bad story and made it a good story. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm. But you don't have a strong story to begin with, and you flushed out anything that could even be remotely argued was interesting in the first one. Any of the subtext and the I, any yeah. of the subtext. I, I, like I, I hate this movie. That's I fine. hate this movie. And see, that's I fine. feel the way about the remake as you do about the original. I, I felt like there was nothing. There was no story. There was nothing. In the original, I'm glad that it's nothing <laughs> that it's that it's flushed out the things that it did. I think it's just a much stronger movie. Kind of like I feel like the remake of Dawn of the Dead is just <laughs> leaps and bounds better than the original Night uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. I- excuse me. So, you know, it's just they're they're both 
better movies yeah. than their than their the originals. Would you like to add anything to this, Professor? Oh yeah, you haven't spoken in a while. Can we boo him? <laughs> no, no. Go I'm ahead. Like boo. Um, I'm I'm more along the lines with the maestro here. Um, I mean, I I do think the remake is more polished in it, like the pacing, yes, and it's more well made. Um, but I do like the rough around the edges kind of like indie aspect and the the whole ambiguous idea of the crazies like are these people really crazy or is it just like the government going to control trying to control everything um and you don't have any of that and that's horrifying in this it's just another like who's infected like the maestro was saying and that we've seen that so much that this really doesn't add anything new to like zombie movies to anything it doesn't do the remake doesn't do anything it's it's low rent 28 days later yeah that's what that's what the crazies remake is to me yeah and i don't like 28 days later either but i'm not a big, i like the like, sequel to that it, more than the original. and but it's weird though because like the remake i can watch in one sitting without falling asleep 30 times whereas the original crazies it took me days <laughs> it took me days to watch yeah. that and it's only a 52 minute film <laughs> well, let's, so it's just a weird it's it's a tough i mean this is a tough situation the the original had great ideas was not well made but i respect that more than just a, a movie that does nothing so you're kind of like he's maestro's here i'm here you're i'm yeah you're here. like i can watch the, the crazies remake but you know, it's not anything. It's just like, well, well, I'd rather saw my foot off. I don't know. Well, I we thought it'd be a very entertaining movie. Before we give scores, we have scores from around <laughs> the internet. Four point one out of five on Voodoo. Six and a half out of ten on IMDb. Seventy percent on the combined score on Rotten Tomatoes, and eighty-four percent of Google like or, wow. or Google users liked the Crazies remake of twenty ten. Listen, this goes back to what I said earlier because I'm going to give my score first, and it is fine. You can like all the messages you want. The message sucked back then, fucking too. It doesn't. It doesn't change. But here's the thing: when you strip that away and you give me violence, okay, we can we can work with violence. I can work with being entertained because at the end of the day, I want to be entertained. I don't care what George Romero, coming from a fucking uh, middle upper middle class family in Western Pennsylvania, had to think about the fucking world. And by his by the way, his world was brought his, his his world thing was just kind of like I'm just going to be against everybody around me. That was all he was. He wanted to be different because in Western PA he was different in his views, and that's fine. That's wonderful. Good for him. He gets a pat on the fucking head. But I would like to see people die, and I would like to see people get killed in a fucking brutal fucking movie. So that's why I like the Crazies remake better, and that's why you don't fall asleep during it because maybe it does lack substance, and that's fine. A lot of movies do, but at least you're like, oh shit, I just saw a guy get eaten up by a fucking uh, harvesting machine. Like fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> like like that's what I think we're missing out of it. Like every movie doesn't have to have a point. And for somebody who watches as bad of movies as you do, Maestro, the yeah. fucking fact that you bring up points in movies, <laughs> take a seat, get off the pedestal of defending Romero because it's some kind of fucking social political thing for you. And that's what it is. It's a standing of like, hey, let me virtue signal that I'm fucking as woke as fucking Romero was. Who cares? Who fucking cares? His point was stupid. He was an upper middle class white man in fucking Western Pennsylvania, which is full of fucking racist and backwards hillbillies, especially in the 1960s. Okay, let's be honest. So he was revolutionary for the coast. That's why he's fucking included in anything. And his, his statements now wouldn't mean shit. That's the whole point. 
I don't so know anything about Western Pennsylvania. Well be, I just want to point that out. You might as well be fucking entertained in a movie. And that's why his movies are trash. But what if I wasn't entertained? If you weren't entertained in what? Either movie? Right. Actually, I wasn't actually, in either movie. But once, uh, once again, violence like wins out the day for me. That's what it, what, what it is. At least something happened. I didn't sit through movies where you had literally guy go talk to the military, then go back to the lab, and then we had just ten minute discussions. I had somebody that got chopped up. All right, now, I, 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 I got to say, remake. I got to say one thing on this here. But just, you just one. You defended just one. Of it on I, 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 I got, I got to say just one thing on this here. No, it's okay to not have a point. I'm not saying that every horror film has to not. We all, I think we all agree that Jaws is one of the, is possibly the greatest horror movie ever made. There's no point to that. I, I you know, that's actually, Stay that's actually, our, that's actually, sharks suck. Um, but, but honestly, but honestly, that, that's a good, that's actually a great example. That is a great example. It, it, I do not think, if I came off as saying that I think that only movies that have a point is, is good, I don't think that. Heart, soul, putting your all into it that goes a long way with me even if it fails okay and i and a and i just found this to be a soulless remake. okay well, so 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 your argument your argument sounded like you were like i don't like it because there was no it stripped the message and there's no message well so, well, well, well because well, because message, if you strip the message i don't already like the plot and if you strip the message the only thing that seemed interesting about the first one the original to me was the message he was trying to do and again i do i don't think it's a successful message or a successful movie but i he at least he tried to do something that's and and in this if you strip out what he tried to do you're just left with the bad plot all of this and more on next week's episode of donahue (laughs) so so we're gonna start throwing chairs entertainment entertainment no i'm not gonna throw chairs yeah i don't care (laughs) we can have different opinions i'm just saying that the the i was just rebutting the fact that you said what you would send the argument now that you say that that's fine if if, if soulless Mm but uh, man the the the, it doesn't matter i'm glad they got rid of the fucking horrible (laughs) sociopolitical fucking bullshit fair enough so once again, I was entertained. Once again, I'm not going to sit here and die on a hill either because it's not like this is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, this same was here. just a, It was an entertaining film. People fucking died during. I gave it a six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like, the car wash. The car. It would have been a. It would have been like a six or a five and a half. But the car wash scene gives it a little bump. Let's be honest. There it is. So that's like I said. It's not classic to me. It's not one of those movies in my top end. I'm not watching this every year. But you know what? If it's on, I'll just kind of let it be on in the background and see people die. Sure. That's where I'm at with it. Me? Or let's go to Professor. Let's go, let's go. Professor's yeah. a little more. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you can watch it. It's watchable. The remake. I I um I remember the f- first time I watched it, I was like, oh, all right, you know, I've seen this kind of thing before. Um, but it was nothing special. I, Timothy Oliphant's one of my, one of my favorite actors. One of very good. Like one of my favorite people. He's just a cool. You guys guy. are good friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, I'd probably give this movie like a five out of ten, half, half, fifty percent. Yeah. All right. So, I, I one. Comparing this to other remakes, that you know, I mean, you look at things like um, anything from The Thing to Texas Chainsaw Massacre to even Halloween to. Um, are we talking about the Rob Zombie Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Go goddamn God right. We just, are. We're just. just, just <laughs> I just, just want to clarify. Uh, uh, you know, Child's Play. You know, if I compare this to other remakes where directors try to do something, that's also part of it too. And I, 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 this this does this movie does nothing. Uh, da- uh, uh, 
Dawn of the Dead. I'd put that on that list. Um, this movie does nothing for me. Um, Timothy Oliphant's great. Um, some of the music was good. The car wash scene kicked ass. I, I will absolutely admit that. So I, I'll, this is a two out of ten for me. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And I agree with you. All those other movies you put, I put, I put way higher. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were better remakes of, of things. So I agree with those. That assessment. Except uh, Halloween. Well, yeah, except for Halloween. Perhaps yeah. Like yeah. RZ, as we call him here. RZ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I don't think it's the greatest movie I've ever seen by any means, but um, I, I say it's a very solid 7 out of 10. Uh, but I also do want to point out that at least we're all in agreement that for the four of us, our favorite movie, we all share the same favorite movie of all time. That would be Jaws 3D. So at least we've got that. Speak yourself. I'm us. going with Jaws the Revenge. The Revenge. <laughs> the Revenge. Like who, the who Revenge. I still stand by that's a better movie than Jaws 3. I do too. Jaws 4? Yeah, Jaws 4 is better than Jaws 3. It's a better much, movie. It yeah, Jaws 3 it, it is, is actually. It is, it is actually better than 3. It's just, you know, you, you got a you, telepathic shark that somehow follows these this family from Martha's Vineyard <laughs> down to, where are they, the Bahamas? Yeah. Yes. I, I, <laughs> and the great whites can't even survive in the I've, That's right. I, I've, I've said this before, and I probably said this on the show, but I just want to reiterate. It, if you... Take out all the crap about the shark. You've got a really touching story about a woman moving down to Florida and restarting her life and finding yeah. new love. It's it, like the drama actually works for me in this and, film. And you know, Michael Caine's name is Hoagie. <laughs> exactly. I just want to point out you Which all what we call you over the fact that the fucking shark growls. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, do you know yeah. what that is? It's the MGM lion. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Is. No, no, it is. That's it's a fact. They use but, that. That's the MGM uh, lion. I do yeah. want to point out Jaws 3D still fucking got atrocious. God atrocious. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like they didn't even u- try to use an animatronic. They were like, "Here, let's just use this bath." Well, they didn't shark. need to. They had uh, they had Dennis Quaid. So, <laughs> sure. so yeah. what, what's worse, the, like the stiff shark from three that is clearly just made out of plastic, or the rubber shark from four that just sort of flops around and growls? Like I don't know what shark is worse. I think they're equally bad. I, I, I'm going to be honest. They're equally bad. Yeah, ne- next, ne- next time we do this, can, can, we, can we rate the sharks? I just we love should. We should, uh, yeah. three. Oh, like, that'd be a great what does, show. What does uh, Dennis Quaid's? What does Dennis Quaid's character do at that park? Like he is everything. He totally Dennis Quaid's it. Yeah, he, he's he, Dennis Quaid. He he's works. The he works at the now. park. Like he. Yeah, he's like the head guy. Yeah, he's the he's the at Quaid. SeaWorld. He's the head guy at SeaWorld, yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Like what's and his, his girlfriend trains the dolphins, and it's got Marty McFly's mom. I mean. Louis Gossett Jr. fresh off of uh, the 27 Iron Eagle movies. I mean, I, I just want to point this out. <laughs> Louis Gossett Jr. is the most badass part of that. Movie. He really is. <laughs> it's because he was an Iron Eagle. But but then on the other hand, you got four castings way better. Kind it is. Better. The casting's way better. It, 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 it actually is. Uh, no lie. No bullshit. The casting is yeah. way better for him. I mean, we're, we're comparing shit to shit. But I mean, Jimmy you know, Lloyd I mean, was the have, main character. Yeah, Michael you got Kane. the dude from uh, Halloween 2. Yeah, Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. It, those it, are the only two movies is it, he was isn't, in. Isn't uh, Mario Van Peebles <laughs> in, in Mario Ford? Van Peebles? Yeah, yes, Mario yes, Van yes. Peebles in yeah. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Like I said, Michael yeah. Caine automatically makes your Mark your Caine. That's it. But yeah, I, I love Michael I love Caine. his his yeah. blurb on, on Jaws four where he said somebody asked him, you know, did you like Jaws four? And this is paraphrasing, of course. Did you like Jaws four? He goes, well, I like the house that movie bought me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But once again, yeah, we, we we reviewed the crazies. We did. It's done. Mm-hmm. And so is George Romero. We, we can all agree, I was going to say, we can all agree that none of us think it's our favorite movie. I can't wait until next year when we bring back George Romero July. It's going to be so much fun. I don't, <laughs> do I don't, it again. I don't, I don't do think all the same exact same movies. movies. <laughs> same movies. 
We'll see if Mike C gives him the same score. Okay. And, but judging by his his torturing himself because he hates Hall- uh, Halloween 2018, I'm sure he's going to watch all these movies at least 15 times. <laughs> Probably not. Not in this case. That's it's pretty rough. So then, how did you give Halloween them the 2018 scores was than Halloween so 2018? awful, but <laughs> it's I I, I can you, get through you, you, that. You confuse me. I'm, don't even get me started on you. I've I've already gone off on you. Well, obviously, enough. I joke about Halloween 2018 and my scores being a negative 12 out of 10, but. It it is a better movie than any of this crap. Okay, so then you gave all you gave most of these still a one. My the beating score heart. I give any you, of these was what one out of did, did yeah, you almost, one and a half out of ten? Did you almost just give Halloween twenty eighteen a compliment? Well, my original score was a two out of ten. That's higher than anything I gave any of Romero's films, except uh, for Night of the Living Dead, which okay, is fair. A nine I was going to say because he kept, he kept saying that he was at like a point five or something. Oh, I kept. For a while. I was joking. Okay, about that's it, a joke. My so original score was two out of ten, and still is two out of ten. Yeah. Fair I enough. just make it say because for a while there, I'm like, you gave Romero films ones. <laughs> so if if they are truly worse than Halloween 2018, that you gave a point five to, or strictly comedic purposes okay. with those right. scores, negative thankfully, twelve, negative twelve yeah. out of ten. Thankfully, thankfully, we clarified that. Well, if you although wanna, although I do want to point out real quickly the the 2019 version of Black Christmas is worse than any of these Romero films. I would watch these movies in in a row over ever watching that movie ever I, again. I, I didn't watch that movie because I was told it was he loved horrible. it. I love that movie. I'm, Not I'm, like. I'm, 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 I'm dying on that hill. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 and right. 2006. If it's titled Black Christmas, that. I'm there with Christmas That's at least somewhat on. entertaining. Well, with, with that being said, if you, would like to, if you would like to uh, interact with any of us and tell us that we were wrong, we were right, or whatever, or just say hi, you can do that on social media. We're Horizon 607 on all social media platforms. Also, uh, 8122productions.com. Go there for your one-stop shop. Find out everything we're doing here at Horizon stuff. Uh, of course, we have the links for everything. We have the links for bands that, we, we, that support the show and give us uh, allow us to use their music. We have the links for friends of the show. We have the links for local sponsors and then everything we do here. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a one-stop shop it's a lot of fun there and uh, of course uh, like I said the twitch account twitch.tv slash system podcast and patreon.com slash 8122 productions all those links right on 8122productions.com easy peasy lemon squeezy <clears throat> and before Mike C goes into his finish I, I think we should let these two gentlemen announce what we're going to play at the gonna, end of the show. Or? Yeah, I was actually going to say my goodbyes, and I was going to give oh, them the give, floor. Give them the floor? To, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yes, I, I will say my goodbyes first. So goodbye, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in each and every week. We appreciate it. I want to thank the guys, as always, for all the hard work you put in, especially you two for being here each and every week. We appreciate that. <laughs> so that's, that's great. But... The reason that they aren't here each and every week is because they've been working hard. The Lone Rangers have been working hard here, and uh, they just released their first single. So I I don't care which one of you wants to talk, but uh, we're going to say goodbye this week, and we're going to let you guys uh, do that for us. Okay. Uh, Well, yeah, we uh, the Maestro and I have been working uh, very, very hard on uh, getting a single out. Our band Damn the Kid is uh, ready to go. We've got give up the mountain on most streaming platforms um apple music spotify amazon youtube etc so definitely check it out give up the mountain hashtag damn the kid uh kind of like a alternative folk rock uh band with like some weird blues elements and you know not your traditional folk type thing uh our singer amber um We'll be. She's in town. We'll be playing at the Stone Fox uh, Pizza Bar uh, in Binghamton next Sunday, August eighth, twelve p.m. to three p.m. So if you're around, come check it out. And uh, Maestro, any any words? Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. This is Very Ghost good. that we're. 
You guys look just like Demi Moore and uh, Patrick Swayze. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's all coming from 90 miles away. No way we'll catch us run us over someday. Sat there and let it watch the play out. Sat there and let it watch the play. I know I told you, I told you so. Cause he looked real cute in his polo shirt. No, I told you, I told you so. Either way the wheel spins, someone's getting hurt. That's just the way it goes. Take on your rose and participate. That's just the way it goes Give up the noun and pay off and hate Try to dodge it on that track train No, it will find us just out someday Sat there and not at all for by way Sat there and not at all for by Cause he looked real cute, mouth hanging open. No, I told you, I told you so. Cause you love to buy as much as you hate him for it. Cause he looked real cute when he always spit on his face. 